Happy holidays to everyone listening at whatever time you're listening. I am JM, which for one episode only, let's say, stands for Jolly Anthony Myrick. And this is the Mental Health Check-In Podcast, a podcast dedicated to spreading mental health awareness as a means to help us all heal. So let's just heal together, especially on this Christmas Eve that this episode is being uploaded on. Whether you celebrate Christmas or not, I think we can all agree that this is a very, this is a much weirder holiday season than most of us are accustomed to. If you're lucky enough to be able to be surrounded by your loved ones, your friends, your family for the holiday season, then props to you. That's wonderful. If not, if you are separated from your loved ones this season because of COVID restrictions or just being cautious about COVID, then you're you're probably on the downside of things this year. This is going to be a very very tough Christmas for you. If you're on the lucky side this year and you can manage some spare time, please use it to check in on your strong friend who may not be on the lucky side. The friends who in all likelihood are spending the holidays alone this season and as a result feel lonely because of it. Remind them that they're not alone and you've got their back. Even if they're physically alone, you don't have to feel alone. Now, if you do something as small and simple as just a phone call, a text, FaceTime, video call, anything like that. And if you're on the unlucky side this year, then please, if nothing else, please be kind to yourself. Don't beat yourself up too badly. No, this is your fault. It's just sucky circumstances that all of us are going through in more or less different ways and some of us are hit worse than others but it's all stuff that's just out of our control but i suppose that the best thing you can do is do everything that is in your control in your power to make this season make this christmas a not so sucky day that means just treat yourself watch your favorite movie read your favorite book or hey give your loved ones a FaceTime, give them a call, give them a text, something that is going to make you happy, that you know for a fact is going to make you tremendously happy. For the sake of your own self-care, for the sake of your own mental health, put yourself first, if only for one day. Do anything and everything in your power to make yourself happy. And for the record, if listening to this podcast on a day like today of all days makes you personally feel happy, then I feel honored to contribute to that happiness. And I feel even more flattered that you'd even take time out of your day to listen to this podcast on any day for that matter. So I thank you for that. And speaking of this show, today's show, today's episode is going to be guested by Jennifer Hubs. Yes, some listeners out there are going to recognize her best for her appearance on Catfish a few years ago. But in the time since then, she's really blossomed into crafting her life for the better and has since become a certified licensed peer support specialist. 
Now, if you're like me and you're not sure what that term means, we go into it more during the actual episode. But that's not the only thing she's been up to. She's blossomed into an artist, into a Twitch streamer. Which, by the way, that's actually how we met. She was, she was kind enough to actually not only recommend and review, but actually play an episode of this podcast during her one of her Twitch streams. When I found out that she did that recently, I was absolutely flattered. More than flattered, I was just floored. Like, I'm already kind of in awe that people willingly listen to the show, but the fact that she'll actually listen and give like a review and put more eyes on me for her many many followers that's that that just meant the world to me when i found out and i figured the best way for me to pay it forward in a way would be to have her on my podcast and put more eyes on her as a result hopefully which speaking of if you want to see more of jennifer hubs and all that she does you can check her out on instagram and twitter at jenny fur like fur as in like cat cat purr kitty purr like that uh, that was a terrible cat impression but you you get the gist of it and that also happens to be her twitch handle as well so you can check her out give her a follow if you're an active twitch user and if you decide you actually want to book a peer support session with jen or buy something from her shop or just commit to any one of her other services then you can go to her website at thearthub.com and with that said if you're a new listener to this podcast and you'd like to hear more of this podcast mental health check-in podcast then follow us on at check-in pod on twitter at check-in podcast on instagram watch us on youtube listen to us on spotify apple Podcasts, and every other podcast streaming platform and you can also check us out on upliftunited.com which is host to many different essays, one of which covers why there's a bard Marshall Mathers behind me. And also, in addition to essays, the website is a host to many different podcasts of the podcast network. So a lot of check out there. Go to upliftunited.com for that. And if you have any questions, concerns, apostrophes, catastrophes, anything of that nature, you can email us at mentalhealthcheckinpod at gmail.com or simply shoot us a DM. Now, with all that said... Hope you're enjoying Christmas, got your Yuletide ready, and without further ado, let's just dive right into this and feel like a perfect way to dive in. This is just by asking, how are you feeling on just a mental, physical, spiritual level? Um, Today, I'm feeling relaxed, uh, revived from the weekend, motivated for the new week, uh, and just really appreciative. How are you feeling? Feeling really good really optimistic about the future especially this close near the end so i think that's a good thing so i guess uh, a good place to start is also just asking i understand that you are a uh correct me if i'm messing up the phrase certified peer support specialist yeah a certified peer support specialist okay um that term is very new to me so i'm not 100 percent sure on what that means so if you don't mind can you explain as far as like what you do and what the role means so a peer support specialist is essentially an individual with a lived experience who is trained or given like extra tools if not just like so a peer is someone with lived experience lived experiences with it with mental health or substance abuse 
And then um, a peer support would be someone who can support from that space. Um, but then like the peer support specialist is when they give you more, a little bit more training because that's where I then can like support you as you. And then my scope of practice with that is support, coach and teach, um, navigate the system, model different behaviors, kind of help you reframe thoughts, uh, call you, not call you out, but like appropriately confront like your thoughts so that you can reflect on them type of thing. I couldn't think of the right wording for that because I was going to say call you out for your thoughts. Um, but just different things like that. And then also like we still respect privacy when those situations are happening. So that would just mean that I can have a conversation with someone and essentially like listen, hear where they're at, see what's up. And then say you are having trouble going through your day. And so the first thing I'm going to do is probably ask if you've heard of like a wellness toolbox or like a daily maintenance plan or anything like that. And then just kind of go from there. I, I like to problem solve and try to get what I can like get someone on like the best, at least path that I can, even if I can't directly like help them. So I'm not like a therapist, but I have a lot like I have extra training. I have, I've taken a ton of trainings uh, with throughout the other jobs and stuff that I've had. So something like a counselor or like, um, I guess a consultant? Kind of a consultant, maybe. Yeah. Um, it's more of someone that ends up being like in a drop-in agency though. So where I got the job was working for NAMI, National Alliance on Mental Illness, because they hire peer supports. So I would be there and available kind of to the peers for doing those things if they came in and had those needs. Now, when I discovered what peer supports were, I was like, these need to be everywhere and in every walk of life, because it's like you could be in a business office or you could be in school or you could just be chilling or I don't know. And it's like, a peer support is literally just someone who can like listen to you and then help you hopefully get onto the next place you want to go if you want to go there. It does sound like a really cool thing. Like it's very, I'm still trying to like get a full grasp of ways just because like it, it takes a while for me to process like new ideas, new things, but it's very, it does seem very helpful, especially in the grander scope of just, I guess being like, for lack of a better term, like a mental health advocate, helping people's mental health. That's what it seems like the whole benefit for is. And I guess on that subject, I kind of want to ask, like, how did your mental health journey begin as far as wanting to do things like this, like be a peer specialist? Um, well, so my bachelor's degree is in child, adult, and family services. And that's kind of like an unlicensed social worker type of thing because I wanted to be a counselor. I wanted to be a social worker. I didn't really know. But then Iowa State was where I wanted to go compared to like Iowa. And so child adult and family services, it was. And um, I just knew that I really wanted to help people and I didn't know how. I didn't know how for a really long time. I didn't know how through college people seemed to have a different idea of like, you know, homelessness or they were going to go work in an agency with people with disabilities or they were going to go work with kids or they were going to work with 
uh, older people or they were going to be, they were going to go on to get their social work license or they were going to be just a random support, like, you know, and so I just kind of took in what I was learning as like learning about humans because I had really no idea of like what I wanted to do. And then like throughout my different positions, I've also been tested with both my mental health and what I want to do. For instance, I worked with kids with behaviors right out of college. Um, that was so taxing that both my psychi my psychiatrist and therapist kind of would turn the question back to me and be like, do you think that you should quit? Because I would ask, basically. And so that was that. And then I, I had a job as a mobile crisis worker. Um, well, I had a couple different, like they were just all kind of like part-time jobs because I, 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 the, the working with the kids was 40 hours and that was my first time working 40 hours ever in my life. And that was like, that's not for me. Um, it was halfway feasible though, because I kind of got to like, it was fairly appointment based. So there's that, but like my just like mental, there were several points over the years, I guess, where it was like, do we feel like we should look into applying for disability type of thing because of my ability to like keep the job or get the job or whatever it is. Um, so the mobile crisis worker was responding to calls where someone might call the suicide hotline for our state. And it essentially was a new program where instead of like talking over the phone, you could request that two counselors come and talk to you at your place, like talk to you where you're at. Um, and so we could go and like fill out a safety plan with them. Um, and then just the biggest thing with that, like with getting them stabilized and hopefully not have to go to the hospital is that there would be um, a caseworker who would follow up within 24 hours. That's fantastic. Not only is this person getting support, but someone's going to call them within 24 hours to make sure they can get like appointments and stuff scheduled if they need like appointments, housing, food, new shelter. Do they need to connect them with domestic, like just so many different things. In that job, my speaking out about myself and just like talking very plainly is what got me in trouble there because one day I was like, I don't feel like I feel different. This doesn't feel the same as it normally does. Like I, I know that I didn't say anything dangerous. The, the worst part is that the money over value of my life, but I can't afford to put myself or others into any type of car accident nor do I want to get into a car accident or put others into a car accident. And so based on those two things, first and foremost, there's no way that I would choose to go into work. I'm a chronic caller inner. And so for me to have essentially like, basically they were like, well, you were being unsafe because you were unstable and blah, 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 blah. And there was just no anything. It was just done. And so mental health place number one. I also lost um, my job at NAMI, which is where people go to get help. So me me going to NAMI because I couldn't hold my job at uh, Ireland Ball, they heard me that one of the guys in the interview had also gotten fired from 
the first place and uh I was like cool this is where I can be this is where I am seen for who I am and what I struggle with because we all have those things I had to have lived experiences to get hired here to be a peer support and then get trained as a specialist and that was fantastic and then the pandemic hit and events in management's lives like outside of work occurred um, or went through the cycle of and I lost my job at the end of the 90 days for that with a unacceptable on every single box of my 90 day review. That to me is a that the boss didn't do a very good job training me if I don't know the mission, if I don't know what to do from a day-to-day -day basis, if I don't know all of these things, if all of these things are unacceptable, that I feel like you didn't train me well enough at that rate. Um, the 90-day review isn't what got me fired though. The 90-day review that got me fired was, or the, the thing that got me fired was an obscene post um, on my social media. So that just goes into why employers don't need to go through your profile because Unfortunately, my boss was fragile about the fact that I was an advocate for Black Lives Matter. And while I may have talked about it more than not at work, I also brought the one Black peer into the agency and got her to start coming with me because she was my friend. And then subsequently, uh, a week before I was fired, during a staff meeting, it was the week of Juneteenth, and I asked about doing a craft, and she's like, nope, I don't want to trigger the peers, and I saw red after that, and was like, that was when I knew I couldn't be a NAMI, um, but at that point, I literally was like fully armed with having just completed my training as a peer support. Like I was on cloud nine if it wasn't for that. I was I was in the middle. I remember like thinking back it, the, the week of Juneteenth, I was in my training. Like I had talked about it with the, the other people I didn't know on the internet that I was in this training with for peer support. And everyone's like, oh, great idea. And like, so I don't know that. All of that to say is like, I am not trying to work for anybody or under anything because I am obviously misunderstood in what I am trying to do, nor are certain boundaries some that I am willing to like hold back on maybe in terms of like advocacy or something. And so I don't think that makes me hard to work with. I think that makes me someone who works more efficiently doing what she does best. And that is not within the parameters of the stressors that created so much of my emotions that occurred at NAMI, meaning so many more responsibilities than simply being a peer support specialist. That also helped me to realize that I don't think that I can support full time. Like, I don't think I would because of our capitalists raising up, I think I can't do 40 hours a week of supporting basically. So I also recognize that I am good at other things. Like my minor is in event management. I like to plan, I like to organize, I like to paint. Um, I, like, I like to do a lot of different things. And so 
whilst recognizing like my boundaries. So the 40 hours of supporting these kids was too much. The working at this drop-in agency was still too much in a certain way. Um, but I am doing fantastic at supporting the community that I have built online whilst also facilitating different connections and trying to grow that in different ways. And I feel like I've just never been as excited to like do things and keep learning and growing and figuring out what I can keep doing because I know that like, it just feels right. Like I, I've always listened to people who were spiritual and been like, that's cool, but I don't think I'm that way. Or just like, I just, I don't understand what they're saying, but it's like, I have manifested everything that has happened over the past couple of months. And that has simply come from believing in myself and what I'm capable of doing right now where I'm at. So that's how I got where I am. <laughs> I'm really glad you've been able to manifest things. Really, first off, I should say that I'm sorry you had to go through that situation. It sounds really stressful. Boundaries are crossed, boundaries are broken. And it's, it's really a shame that things went down the way it went down. But first and foremost, like I'm glad you were able to just stick to your guns and stick to your beliefs. That's really admiring. That's what's really important. And I apologize in advance if this, uh, if this comes off as me trying to tell you how I feel, but I think you should feel proud of that. Like, I think that's a really good thing that you were able to just see that something didn't feel right. And instead of trying to cater to what didn't feel right, you went with your gut and you tried to go things your way and now you're doing things by manifesting personal goals manifesting creating a community around you with like-minded individuals and I think that's that's just a super cool thing and I'm glad I'm really happy for you in that regard yeah upon reflection of like kind of with my therapist I realized that within the first few months of my job I had I had gotten written up I had gotten written up for something very silly that I had not even like, it just was out of the blue and didn't make sense. I don't, I don't quite remember, but it was something that like, I had just always felt uncomfortable about after that. And like, we definitely talked like my therapist and I about me needing to kind of approach that with my boss and I never did. And so it, it was interesting to look back and see kind of like, not only did I not face whatever I felt uncomfortable like whatever felt off but now I can sit after like another leap and be like but then I also followed my gut like you said and continued to go for what where like where I am moving to go and so it, I don't know this has been neat to see and this I appreciate you I appreciate the words because words of affirmation are cool for me so that works <laughs> absolutely and uh i guess on that note when it comes to the things you manifested like the big thing you manifest is just like i said creating a community of like-minded individuals specifically through your arts and through your twitch service so like i'm kind of curious that like what made you want to take that leap for not only to start a twitch but to create a whole community of people who just want to help their mental health you know honestly there was one, just depends on how you hear it and how you want to hear it, but there was one time I heard a quote, and I don't know who it was, but essentially the premise of it was 
if you don't do the idea, someone else likely will. So I think when I, this spring, got kind of involved with supporting someone else's dream um, because of my skills, I fit in and got right to work while simultaneously, simultaneously kind of being taken advantage of because they were doing that, but also I didn't know what I needed to stand for myself. Um, this is also, this is concurrently with the NAMI thing, which is just funny because he gave me crap for getting a second job. And I'm like, I need to make sure that I have income. What do you mean? Like, you're not paying me. And so um, this was just kind of supposed to be like a collective where everyone can come and grow. But that was more on like a workshop and like growth basis. I'm sitting here with the mental health. So I'm just sitting here like, I still have the mental health thing. And my community, the Art Hub, started as something, one of my, my Twitter followers, I said, what do I name my art page? And they said, the Art Hub, with two Bs, because my last name is Hubs, H-U-B-B-S. And so that was just for art. I was like, oh, Art Hub. And then like, it was like, oh no. Um, it's like a whole thing like you do your part like everything is an art like all the niches are going to be in here like we I just want everyone to be able to come together as we are and learn and grow and connect and collaborate and just like share the energy more recently actually uh to tell the more recent validation rather than the story in between. I'm going to tell the more recent validation first in which I, I, I don't remember who I had the conversation with at this point, um, but that like the spiritual means and that like, I'm, I think it was Moon Metaphysics, which is Tony Moon, just another streamer. He said, he was talking about how like, we just like, we live through our names in certain ways or something like that. I can't remember how he explained it for other people, but I was like, I'm a hub. That, that's why my last name is Hubs. Like I am a living connector. I am a live, like, this is me. And so that was just a lot of affirmation because like, I've just gotten a lot of, positive comments. So to start with the community, originally I uh, wanted to do a podcast because I had, um, I just, I have a lot to say. And then um, my partner was watching Twitch to watch um, a music producer who had gone to streaming because they weren't, you know, pandemic stuff. So everyone went online. I saw that community build. I got gifted a subscription what I hear is that's what brings the lurkers out. And then um, I, on like certain days when there were like motivational conversations would add my two cents and would some get, I would get really good feedback in the chat or a whisper or whatever about like what I'm saying. And then I'm like, no, nah, I can podcast here. And this is a really good idea. Like, and so it just kind of took off from there and I've been trying to maintain while still like hit each of my goals. And I'm so appreciative of whatever it took for me to build up like the patience to understand the process, even though I don't know what it is. I really love that the whole 
the idea that your name can be tied to your purpose. And I'm really glad that you found your purpose. A hub for your podcast. I didn't know that you could do podcasts on Twitch until recently. I just think that's super cool in itself. Like I thought Twitch was just like exclusively video game live streaming. Yeah. yeah, yeah. And like the fact that there was like not just you, but like a whole, I guess, hive of podcasts on Twitch. I think that's super cool. And I also think it's super cool just the fact that it, it really highlights just how easy people on the internet from all walks of life all it just shows how easy we can connect when our boundaries are not there when our when we have the ability and complete control over who we are around and who can come across our paths it is not bound by our location for geography or any type of anything that has put us there and that's where we can be the fullest version of ourselves or the best version of ourselves or truest or whatever. And I, we rewatched my catfish episode on Saturday, Saturday or Sunday, because I like to browse on the weekends. I like to browse uh, the mindfulness and mental health tags to see what I find. And I found this streamer and we got to talking about it and she looked at my episode and ended up streaming it. And it, I just, each time I watch it, because I don't watch it often, it's been so long now that I'm start like I start to hear it. I start to understand that it's like when I am around the people who I want to be around, I am my best me. And that's not want to be around meaning like actively in my head, but more like I feel like who I gravitate towards and am like the least anxious around. Um, and that's kind of hard to explain, but it just goes to show that, no, I wasn't really addicted as a child. I just was getting what I could not possibly ever have gotten in real life. Like, obviously, if any, if, if, if anyone questioned me prior to the pandemic, now, you know, like now you get it. The, the online contact that you have had throughout quarantine is why I was online as a child. And as a teen and as a young adult, because I would rather open up my path to way better people and like minds than to force myself to confine to those around me. That was a good one. I agree. I agree with everything you said, actually. And like, it makes me more glad that we're definitely steering away from the stigma of like, quote unquote the dangers of the internet because like if if this pandemic has showed anything and this is how we could all be connected through the internet when it kind of became like the central only means to connect with people i don't know i've just never felt the same uncomfortable that everyone else has but maybe that's just how things work and i'm here to be the one cutting those grasses down or something i don't know it's all part of your purpose (laughs) and you mentioned your catfish episode can you talk about that for a second through your mind yeah no that's cool like you said you were on catfish in 2012 or 2013 whenever that was and obviously it wasn't a very good situation to be in I imagine it was tough just seeing the episode myself but I I don't know the best way to ask this question but I'm gonna try ask it to the best of my ability have you have you taken away any any type of takeaway 
specifically a positive one as far as from that situation yeah so so kind of that's why I brought up my episode I guess and I wasn't super clear um on what that meant for me but um at the end of the episode when we're like sitting in the botanical gardens in San Francisco I think they asked me something along the lines of like what was your favorite part or something and I was like this is the first time that I've been able to like truly be myself I flew across the country with strangers. I dove into all of these things as it, I had turned 18 the month before. And it's like, all of these things were natural. It was like, I was ready for it. And to receive what I received and to seven years later, watch it and feel what other people feel when they're like, I wanted to punch that guy in the face. Like every single message or statement I got was such. And it blows my mind to think that like that was not at all what I I I I don't know what I could really tell you that I thought um in the moment however I think I tried to describe it on the thing that I might be on in 2021 but I will keep you updated on that which is the history of reality tv to reflect on what I experienced versus how it felt to experience or rather to like look at what it was versus in in so many ways, including the age thing, like the, the 24 and 18, like I defended that until I was 24. I asked 23. I was like, that's only so many years, but at 25, I'm like, no. And I, that, that was a wild jump too, just in itself. Like I, I, I don't even know when it happened, but I, I, before that I was like, it's just years. And then after that, I I hit somewhere and I was like, no. So first of all, like that's a glaring red light that bless a lot of people for not confronting me about. Um, I very much appreciate that. But at the same time, I guess as an internet relationship, we kind of just, you know, see the sequence of events, how they happen. Um, so that makes the the situation all the more worse to think of like what he was doing. He was actually on like a game for people under 18, like blah, blah, blah. I was just 18 because I had started when I was 11 and grew with all the people. So I was like an, an OG, a 17 year old on this game. Like I shouldn't be there, but like I had been there for a long time type thing. I wasn't signing up at 17. I can't say that I so much enjoyed it, but I I'd never felt so completely like distraught because it was like there was some kind of like calm or relief because I tell you when we left my town I got to skip the last three days of my senior year of high school and let me tell you what got me on the show the whole bullying like so to to be able to not have to participate in what brought me down so low and then and then proceed to jump into internet-based reactions um was one step and and I just felt like I'm I'm leaving I'm I'm going somewhere without my parents I'm flying across the country I'm flying across the country with strangers I've only flown once before like all of these different things um staying in my hotel room by myself just a lot of things and um leading up to it I was nervous but I was just so grateful to be in a place where I could observe humans that weren't from Iowa, just like that in itself to be able to just like watch the crew and see other people. And it sounds so lame 
to think that like that's more what I cared about but ooh, and this is going to be a full-on podcast heard it here first reflection maybe that's what I was seeking for in being so much like maybe I'm in love with him because like we weren't dating like I said that on the show I, I just liked him and I needed to know more before I went into it and maybe I was seeking to know am I as safe as I think I am in the online life no but yes that one was a shitty one but every other thing around me has been great just got to be careful protect your energy do your research but be yourself and while you're being yourself, make sure that you're not too dependent because that's what can get you into those situations, you see. And, and, and it's just funny that I had a, a taste of it, a taste of it at 18 because I sit here now every day and I'm like, nothing I learned up to age 18 matters, is relevant, or even potentially truthful. Like, there is not one thing that I even want to believe. Like, I want to check every single thought I have now, it feels like. And so... I don't know if that kind of goes back to what I was saying, but it was just like, I, I was able to be somewhere, be truthful and know that maybe I could get called out while still like just all of the things. Like I, I would have room for growth. I have, I have room to grow. There is a cloud over the, whatever you want to call, whatever, however it's going to be and is studied that has created people like me, people with good heart, just all of, all of the things. I don't, I, people who know where I'm coming from probably can understand why my words are the way they are right now, because like it's unexplainable, but it is. Or not, the social media is what is showing us who maybe are in more blind areas what else is out there and so maybe that was like I got to like go into that door and like now I'm like hang I don't know like yeah just because it's wild to just because every person that I know there's no way that they aren't more they aren't brainwashed like I am and if they're if they have gotten less brainwashed than me, I want to know how, and can we help our peers? Because I, and this just, this itself has taken probably, it, it took a toll on my mental health early this summer. Um, but that was something I then had to accept too, because it's like, I can feel this way. It is what it is, but like to move forward, I can't exhaust myself by feeling bad about it because that won't help me do anything else it just goes back to the whole idea of like twitch and then my extra appreciation for like the real-time interaction the real-time chance to get to support someone if they come in on a bad day I think I caught I think I met someone within within months of their uh like grandparents death and have kind of been with them now for several months through their grieving and growth um you know, different people come in with better feeling words than I can think of that morning sometimes. And I'm the one with the feeling words. And that like, it's, it's just, I can't say that it's what I thought it would be, but I wonder if it's what I thought it would be if I didn't have all of the doubt and anxiety that I had from all of my prior experiences you know like 
I feel like I could have expected it to be just as awesome as it is because it makes sense but it's also weird and then the self-doubt gets in there I'm like how do I keep going I need to work on that part I've learned that the best way to keep going is just to keep going like I kind of just try to like push myself through my anxiety and self-doubt because it was even just with this podcast it was a lot of doubt as far as who's gonna listen am I putting the right message out there this and that and third but and just pushing through like it seems to help a lot of people so far and it got us connected so it it's gotta be doing something right it didn't just connect us it was something that I found I and I I appreciated like the content of multiple episodes grabbed one threw it on my playlist then the morning of the podcast morning I woke up earlier and listened to two podcast like I listened to one and then I think the majority of yours and I was like this is the one I want to share there was no sense of like what's the best mental health podcast like I just searched like mental health I think almost completely plainly as it is and I'm the kind of person who will scroll for pages. Um, And so, because I'm just like, I'm looking for something that just feels like it will bring the right energy to the people because I have all types of the people in my chat. I don't have any one type, like I I just have a lot of different people and I know not everything works for everyone, but yeah anyway so yes like your podcast made an impact simply because it was and if it wouldn't have been I wouldn't have found it in the same sense of if I wouldn't have been streaming I may have also not have found it because I wouldn't have been excited to share a podcast with my viewers on therapy day you know so like I can give myself credit for that in the same way that you like I think that we both are surprising ourselves and it's just a lot of good feels. (laughs) Absolutely. And thank you for saying that. And just thank you for just creating the things you create. I think you've laid the groundwork for something really special. But I think you did too. And that's the, the fun part because then we get to figure out what comes next because there's just a lot. I've just met so many freaking people that like some of the stuff I'm coming up with for me to like do with myself, like for services and helping people and stuff is like nothing that I ever could have imagined. And so to think that like, I can continue to connect you with some of the people and like what could have, whether or not you were thinking of streaming, we could have something totally different happening. I don't know, you know? And so I just, I just feel fulfilled and appreciative. <laughs> so that might be like the perfect place to end this. I would definitely love to have you on again one day, like as far as I guess a check-in type of episode sometime, a little low in the future, whenever that is. But until then, I thank you for coming on. But first I do have this one, you may be familiar with this because you've heard the other episodes, but I like to end every episode by just giving people their flowers, so to speak. And for you, I just want to show you that I appreciate you because for one, I appreciate you just for airing, streaming my episode, doing your podcast on Twitch. I thought that was really cool. I wasn't expecting that. I did not expect that I even had that type of reach for people to be just listening to my stuff on Twitch. I right. that, that really brightened my day. Thank you for that. And two, I appreciate you as someone who creates, goes out there, create to 
create a community that's not only connecting people to other people and connecting communities, but it's something that's really helping people with their own mental health. And I think communities like that are really necessary in these stressful times. So I thank you for providing that type of community to, for people who need it. And again, I thank you for coming on. Yeah, thanks. Mm-hmm.